Welcome to episode 109 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, a relaxed bit discussion about some of our favourite horror movies. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Strand, and joining me is our very own limb collector, Dan Guinness. Yo, how you going? Yo, I'm pretty good. How are you? What you been doing? Um, so I had a, like, a, uh, I got sick. Yes. Again, I mentioned it recently, but, um, so when I get sick, I, my son, is, you know, he's vulnerable to stuff, so I, I have to go live in the shed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter if it's like a bad sickness or anything, I yeah. just go have to live in the shed. I can live in my shed, it's set up to live in. It's glorious, right now. yeah. Um, so I decided to watch the Action Button. So I've been following a, a YouTuber called Action Button. He does mm-hmm. long form, fucking long form, yeah. reviews on video games. He's worked for like Sony, Kotaku... In, he's lived in Japan for five years, working for video game makers. So this dude is like, he isn't just like Tommy Dickface who, you know, regurgitates information that he sees online. This is yeah. a dude who has worked. He was in the room, like, with the guy who made, like, Final Fantasy, uh, like, years ago, like, ten years ago, and said, you should do a remake of Final Fantasy. And the dude was like, oh, no, no, no. And then they did one. Like, he, he he's taught, you know, he's the dude. Yeah. Um, his name is Tim Rogers. And anyway, he's he has just done started a YouTube channel where he does his it's called Action Button YouTube, and he has, does his long form reviews. So he did uh, one on Cyberpunk, and he mm-hmm. goes through the whole thing. This dude is crazy. His his research he does like thousands of hours of research and shit on one game. Mm. He did a ten hour review on Cyberpunk. Ten hours. What made this so crazy is. So the video only goes for an hour. Yeah. You watch it, gets to the end, and then it has a link at the end. You know when like, your video finishes and it has a link on the screen? Yes. That link comes up to a private playlist where you can go in there and mm. then the review is. It's an unlisted playlist. But he says, he goes, there are seven parts to this this uh, a review. And he says, you are only allowed to watch two parts. You have to choose two parts and then watch the last part. And the reason for this is... This is what cyberpunks like to play. You can't play it all. Yeah. So I'm making my review in the structure of how cyberpunk would work. There's oh. so many, like, you can't play it all. Like, you know, lots of, like, you, uh, levels go, you know, if you don't answer someone's phone straight away, you can have a whole storyline just disappear forever and shit like that in the in the game. It's great. Shit. It's great. And so he set the review up like that. So he did seven hour and a half reviews of different facets of the game. He goes, you choose two and then go to the last one. Fucking, there's been nothing like that I've ever seen in my life like on YouTube. This is a new idea on YouTube, in my yeah. opinion. Like, you go in there and you, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure review kind of thing. You're playing a... And it was just amazing. The dude's stuff is, like, phenomenal. I would actually... And then the Cyberpunk review, the whole first season, like, is building up to review Cyberpunk. So he mm. does five videos before that that are, like, six hours on each ga- uh, f- uh, he does a doom one which is the best thing in the world he has a he has a tokimeki memorial game which is like the first real good dating sim yep uh he does a uh, pac-man one he does a uh, the last of us one and he does and he does a um uh final fantasy 7 yeah and so these games so final fantasy 7 and cyberpunk are his two most anticipated games and he wanted to create a journey of games in between that that represent cyberpunk so doom is like the shooting and that, the memorial one is yeah. like the aspect of like dialogue trees and options. Um, the Last of Us is a good AAA game mm-hmm. like to represent that. 
My God. You'll never have to watch anything ever again. Like this dude. And Damn. Like, they're all fully edited. Six hours. And this dude, yeah. It's something. It's something to behold. Anyhow. So how long does it take to you to watch horror. one of his videos? What? How long does it take you to watch one of his videos? I don't watch them in one sitting. No, you don't I have treat the time them as that. like I treat them as like a TV show. So I just watch each of his videos are broken up into like six sections. So I mm. just watch a section at a time and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, in the first video, you need to watch them in order. Yeah. The first video, and the first video is the hardest one to watch because he really hadn't found his, his flow yet. Yeah. But he does go through how he makes the videos and what everything means and shit like that. Yeah. He has a section called called the um, oh, what's it called like the 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 split or whatever it is. So you, he tries to find in a game one point of the game that has every part of the game, mm. every aspect of the game. Oh, There's a word for it. Doesn't matter. Anyhow, this isn't this isn't a video game podcast. As easy as I could do a video game. You podcast. could. Um, I just wanted to say that this is something I'd never seen before on YouTube, and it's something that you, if you love video games and you love well-made content and you like content which is really research and really from the heart and something that feels like you're watching shit you haven't seen before. Yeah. That is this guy, Action Button. Well, I feel as well, like, if you... So, if you're someone who wants to start out doing podcasts or doing something, like, yeah, content creating, you, you the first thing you do is you look at peers. You look at people that you like and how they're doing it and you kind of, like, you know, you don't steal as such, but you sort of take on... No, you, you, then you, you take what you want to get that you want to like get their motivation. Yeah, you want to get their like drive and shit, and not to become a like fucking like husk of a human that's just dri- driven by views. Because none yeah. of these big dudes are driven by views. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, two people: Action Button and Super Eye Patch Wolf. They're the yeah. only two people. If you want to start a YouTube channel, you watch all their content and you realize that you make content because you love content, like what we're doing here. Yeah. we didn't give a shit. We don't even look at. I don't even look at how many listens we get. I, I look at it maybe once a week. I always forget. And then um, I'm yeah. happy with what we do. I get to do art and I get to talk about horror and stuff like that. So yeah. my other thing I want to talk about is I went and got a haircut. Finally. Uh, yesterday. Bloody hippie. And um, I was in there. You know, there's a person that washes your hair. I'm walking out. I've got this Akira jumper, which I'm wearing right now. It says Akira across the top. It's got Canada in the middle. It's an Akira jumper. It's, it's nice. pretty obvious. Yeah. So I get out, I wash my hair, and the girl is like, she's a young girl. She's got dyed hair. She looks like she could be into anime. She's washing my hair, and she goes, it's looking at your jumper. Just trying to work out what anime that is. And I'm like, it's Akira. <laughs> it says, I didn't say this, but I thought, it says Akira in what can only be described as the most impact block font ever across the top. And English, too. In English. And number one. You didn't read that, obviously. Number two, her response was, oh, oh, yeah, you don't know what Akira is, do you? And I'm not going to gatekeep this shit, but she sounds like she's into anime, and she had no idea what Akira was. Mm. And it just seems weird. that I feel like I could walk up to Johnny Two-Fuck-Face hat hat nerd in the street and go, (laughs) do you know what Akira is? And they'll be like, yes. I do. Yeah. Um, unless it's a Japanese person, I'll just go, it's my friend, because it's the most common name in the world there. Yep. But yeah, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a weird, and I know that she was just trying, to, like she's just doing her job and just trying to start a conversation, but it was just, I thought about, I was getting my hair washed and I thought, should I say, so what anime are you into? Then I realized, I don't care. Yes. Because you don't know what Akira is. Because <laughs> you're probably going to say, I like this. Insert anime here, which is only on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> like, or something like that. Demon don't, Slayer. Don't, don't get me. Yeah, Demon Slayer. 
don't get me wrong, the Netflix anime is a great fucking Devilman Crybaby is a fucking masterpiece. Anyhow, I'm gonna not going to talk about anime. Once again, I could do a whole podcast on anime. You could. I would like to do a podcast with you about anime because I don't watch anime. I but kn- I would watch anime for a podcast with you. Would you really? I would. Because you'd, you'd trust me to find you anime you'd like? Yes. I mean, you were liked, you liked Cyberpunk. I liked that anime, yes. Anything by Trigger is good. Yeah, if it's you, so If pretty. you don't mind indulgent and fan service. Yeah. And like, yeah, like all that shit. Well, Even actually, all, the, all the Trigger ones that did um, the, the Star Wars yeah, like one. The, the, the Visions. Visions. Yeah. All of them are great. Like, mm. And you'll, you'll, be, you'll look into it and you'll be like, Trigger, who are they? I'll, I'll, re- I'll YouTube them. And then mm. you'll be, I mean, wiki them. And you'll realize that they make all the ones you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. get on with our horror podcast. No, what have you been doing? <laughs> what have I been doing? Oh, man, I've been super fucking busy. So I got sick. Then I got sick again, and I've just moved house. So I spent the first night in my house uh, last night, which for you guys is like in a week's time. Cause we no, record- past. Past, because, yeah, we, we record two episodes in a row. It was so peaceful and so nice, and I'm just in the process now of, like, unpacking. I've got so much to I do. I love that shit. Oh, my God. Just finding where everything's going to go and... Have you got enough room? Because you've got lots of room. You've got a three-bedroom house. Yeah, a three-bedroom and so two Only one of them's living... got the workbench in it, and then you've got yeah. two to be whatever the fuck you want. So, yeah, well, we've got, like, the main bedroom, which is the bedroom for sleeping. The workbench. And building a little fort, whatever. Um, I have my own room. Liz has her own room. We've got one room that is a second living room, which is dedicated to all our vinyl. And then we've got like an actual living area. Have you done a rule where like no fucking clutter shit in the living room? Because I saw your photo and I'm like, don't clutter it up. Yeah, no, no. Liz is a hoarder and a clutterer. And I say that with love because she's not going to listen to the podcast. So she won't know that I've said it, even though I say it to her face every fucking day. Yeah, no. Your crap stays in your room. My crap stays in my room. And that kind of thing. So yeah, no, that's good. good it is call. like I am. Um, we've I've done we've done that for a while now. Like, yeah, uh, like I'm literally, I already feel so much better. It just like a night in my own house. Like I woke up this morning and I walked to the kitchen. Yeah, it was quiet. I just sat on the couch. You had that music from Evangelion playing, and they have that. I will play that later when I go home and cook a meal. No, do a thing. So I, I'm yeah. What are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're going to talk about urban legend horror films. So we're talking about movies that are based on urban legends. Now, for those of you who don't know urban legends, they are rooted in sort of folklore. It's like a subgenre of folklore. So they're not true, though. No. So this is this is more of a sort of mid twentieth century kind of uh, stories shared through word of mouth, uh, in print, and now of course social media. They are very much the it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Um, there was a book that was released in the very early eighties, um, which sort of starts about like the vanishing hitchhiker kind of deal. So we've got we know that the vanishing hitchhiker. You know, you're driving at night. There's someone on the road. Never fucking pick up someone on the road anyway, unless it's a nonna. Thanks for the ride, lady. And, you know, this person, you give them a ride and then they disappear. What, from your car? Um, Generally, you drop them off somewhere and you look back and they're gone. So you've just picked up a ghost, hitchhiking ghost. Mm. Um, And then, of course... Ghosts wouldn't need a ride. You'd think. And then you've, of course, got all the babysitter ones. A lot of these urban legends end up being um, inadvertently um, cautionary tales. Yeah. So, you know... Don't 
Answer a, the phone. Don't be a fuckhead. Don't yeah. have sex in uh, the woods. All these weird things. My one we were always growing up was the, uh, like, the, oh, I can't remember. There was two. There was, like, the the mental asylum in the distance when you're driving mm-hmm. and you hear the whack banging on the roof and mm-hmm. the severed head or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, that changes so much. It's like a hook hand or a scraping of the feet. Or... And then there was the kid with the dog that lived under the bed. Yes. The licking the fingers. The licking the fingers. Yeah, uh, I remember that And if that you don't one. know what that one is, I'll quickly explain it because... So a kid goes to bed every night. This is the short version. He has a dog. His dog is under the bed, you know, and he feels scared. So he puts his hand on the bed. The dog licks his fingers and he goes to bed kind of thing, you know. My dog's there, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, they find a smell or whatever. They look under there. They realize that the dog's dead and it's been dead for a long time. And there's a note just saying there that people can lick fingers too. Yes. So there's a man under there licking his, or a lady, licking his fingers each night. Yep. And I'm like, number one, why would anyone do that? But yeah, it, it, it's just those cool kind of like, um, there's like an actually, uh, there's a comic book artist at the moment online, I think it's an Adam Elias, he's like, uh, he's been doing like little comics of them all, like a mm. couple of pages, he's really good at it. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a couple of ones. I, and I, I know uh, the guy from Vicious Video, they swore that one day they were in the Adelaide Hills in a car and a guy attacked their car like a crazy person and he had trees for hands. They swear by that story. How fucking high was he at the time? Them, they all saw it. Oh, they all saw it. How high were all of them? High. High. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. This was like a long time ago. But everyone's got their own urban legend. There's yeah. the Mad Monk Massacre place up in the Adelaide Hills with the tunnels, secret tunnels and stuff like that. You're probably here thinking about yours right now. Like, you know. Yeah, there's always something they never wherever made, you are. They were never quite believable enough, in no. my opinion. Like, no. I was just well, like, yeah, but, but you're but, a big old skeptic. I am a skeptic, aren't you're I? You're a big old skeptic. That's all right. Do you want to kick us off? Um, my list is significantly long. So this was hard for me. It was. Yeah. I'm not into urban ledger horror. Mm. Uh, 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 Heath Ledger horror. Yeah. <laughs> urban legend horror. I um, I'm just not into like the, f- like I, I I looked them all up because I couldn't think of any for myself, and I looked up like what it is, and all the films on there I had seen, mm. but I'd seen like once. I couldn't remember them, and I remember not caring about them. But it is this is more your genre, which is fine. But I did find things in it. Yeah, that, like, I mean, you know me, I like all the urban legend stuff. I like crypto. I like all that shit. Well, I was I also wanted to find the films I was talking about, the urban legends that were based on, because. Most of them I didn't know the actual urban legends they were based on. So my first one is the most obvious one is the Belair Witch Project from 1999. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about this. We've done. We, we haven't done, done an episode. No, on we've it. Done, we've talked about those because it's a found footage film. Yeah, which is a good way to do an urban legend. Movies like Cropsey did it as well. As yeah, a, as I ha- a, and Cropsey is an urban legend film. Um, I haven't seen it. It's on my I've list. Watched, it's very long. I've watched it. Um. So Cropsey kind of, they kind of, I'm not sure how mockumentary it is, but it's mm. kind of like they've got, they've got the urban legend of Cropsey, the child killer, and then they kind of almost pull it into a true crime yep. thing. Like they kind of try and solve it and like, and in the end I was kind of like, oh, I just wanted it to stay the urban legend. You know what I mean? Like, yep. anyway, Blair Witch. So um, I'm just going to read stuff off here. I'm terrible at reading. So the legend goes back to Mary, uh, Maryland. A Maryland town called Birkinsville, which is, you know, formerly known as Blair, as she says at the start yep. of the film, where seven children went were, went missing in the late 1980s. 1800s. Uh, 1800s, sorry. A long time ago. And in the 1940s, an old... Uh, so the, uh, the, the, and that's, that's Blair Witch. 
that's their thing. But I think the actual real thing is, like the real urban that it's based on, in the 1940s, an old hermit who had actually killed uh, the seven children, uh, who actually killed seven children, came down from the mountains and blamed it all on a, fi- a fictional Blair witch. So yeah. that's what really happened. So just basically a crazy guy came and killed some kids and said it was a witch. Yeah. And that's where Blair Witch and I... So that is like a re- uh, that's that's real though. So I suppose the urban legend part is the Blair Witch. Yeah. So the Blair Witch becomes part of the. So urban that was legend. a lie <laughs> to get out of murdering people that turned into an urban legend, yeah. and they so that that therefore that solidified his lie as truth. So people believed that there was a witch, but we all know there wasn't because yeah, there was a man that murdered. Just a crazy person who's blaming things on. A supernatural or and it's just occurrence. the perfect example of how humans like to think. Oh, like it just that became the truth. Mm. A witch became the truth over a fucking man that just murdered some kids. Yes, but what I like about people want that to be real. Yeah, over oh, no, just well, the that's murder. the thing. You don't want to believe that religions. there is someone you know of sound mind and body doing these horrendous things. You want to believe that this person was taken over. It, it sort of makes it a little bit easier for people to comprehend. And then it sort of word spreads. So what I like about The Blair Witch as well is this is one of the first times where we get all these films that are doing, you know, this is the first time that it's all becoming like in print media and almost social media because the whole film was a social, not like before we had real social media, but this was like an internet marketing Fucking genius! What are those things called? Um, oh, they've got a name. It was, like it, it was viral marketing. Yeah, but it's in, always in an acronym. It's all uh, like uh, ARI. Uh, you know those things like where people create them now. Those games, augmented reality games. Mm. What is that? ARGs. ARGs. That's what I'm trying to remember. There you go. Because that, that was almost like an ARG kind of thing where. Yeah. They put like clues and shit out there for you to like yeah, find, which I absolutely love because then yeah. that gets people involved in an urban legend. And then there's a then it, you've got now word of mouth. People start talking about it, and then it becomes known and spread, and then it becomes almost like Chinese whispers as well. So the story will change, and then it could very well be like the story from even just suburbs. So like you know the story of the Blair Witch in McLaren Vale is different to the story of the Blair Witch in Blackwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. They have trees for fingers, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They smoke heaps of weed. <laughs> Blair Witch is definitely a good one. Uh, well, the first one on my list is one that, you know, I don't know, it is like the main one. So you've got Urban Legend from 1998. It's just called Urban Legend. It's just Legend. called Urban Legend. So it's a standard slasher, 98, and it's basically like this, there is a killer on campus killing off students in the manner of urban legends. And, of course, conveniently enough, they all take a class about urban legends, which is uh, run by beautiful, beautiful Robert England. Um, so you've got that whole thing about if you mix uh, Pepsi and Pop Rocks, you know, you'll die because mm. they mix and they bleh, your stomach explodes. The dog in the microwave thing, the... Um, the, uh, the dog in the microwave? Oh, yeah, there's a scene about the... The, the the woman, the old lady who took her dog for a walk in the rain and decided to dry it in the microwave. <laughs> and the dog exploded. Please put it in the oven. Just get a towel. Get yeah, a yeah. hairdryer. Yeah, that sounds stupid. That's like the lady, you know, like the... This is an urban legend to me. I don't know if it's true because I never bother to look it up. But when Gremlins came out that a person, a kid put his kid brother in the microwave because of the the microwave scene in Gremlins. I'm like, how small was your fucking brother? You, it would have to be a fetus. No, he wasn't a fetus. But mm. like, yeah... 
But I don't know if that's true. Mm. I'm not even going to bother looking it up. Well, like the um in uh, the three men and a baby, the ghost that's in the in the scene, but it's not. It's like a cutout of something. Um, you know, I like these things. So, Urban Legend is like that's the first standout film to me. Obviously, you know, Urban Legend by name, Urban Le- Legend by nature. We got all the the nineties sexy teens being killed on campus. You know, the sucked in. Always look in the back. What they seat. get for being good looking. Exactly. You know, the girl that stops for, for petrol and she pays. And so this is a film of just all urban legends mushed into one film. Yeah, to be. yeah it's a great film. Does it film. work? Wait, it's, what's the overarching? Like, Is there a monster? No, it's a woman. I mean, there's is not someone... a woman. There is a killer on campus and they are just murdering people. In the, sty- in the style styles. of an urban legend. So someone, so like the opening sequence of the film is a girl who she's driving it super late at night. It's raining. She pulls over to get gas. The guy's filling the tank. He notices something in the back seat of her car. He's trying to tell her, like, there's something in your back seat. But obviously, this guy's like the harbinger kind of like doomsayer guy. So he looks all, Doom. you know, if you got a guy screaming at you, don't like there's something in your back seat, you're going to freak out. And no, I just off. look in my back seat. I would have gone a hard that you could hide in a back seat, considering like you just you just turn your head. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, if you're under a blanket, maybe. But yeah. yeah. So, you know, the she doesn't listen to him. She gets in the car. She drives off. She just never looks in her back she seat. She just gets her head lopped off because there's someone in the back seat. You know, so we get all these, like, really cool urban legends in this film being sort of put together in a big old slasher, which is super fun. I suppose that is that is the mon- that's the daddy of these, like, urban legends. Yeah. But then again, it's, it's a film based on urban legends. Yeah. As in, like, it's not a film about an urban legend. It's a As film, such. it's like using urban it's legends. It's using urban legends. Which is kind of that, the clever film. It is. So this is something that we're definitely going to It's not gonna, elevated horror. It's fucking. Um, we are definitely going to do an episode on this specifically because if you haven't seen it, you got to. Like this was 98. It was a big. I just feel like I, I, I mean, I remember it coming out, but I just didn't watch it because I was sick of like, I know what you did last summer. I know what you did a summer again. I know yep. what you did in the winter. I know what you did. <laughs> Yesterday. Last Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, all those films. I just got class. sick of them. Yeah, and that's I just. Fair. I mean, I liked um, I like Final Destinations because they're just silly. Oh, they are stupid. The second one's wicked. I don't. Have, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, Urban Legend. Yeah, it came out at the right time for me. I was like twelve, so you know all these films. So, yeah. Um, what's your next one? My next one is one of my favourites that I always talk about is The Ring. Yeah. So The Ring from two thousand two, or the Japanese Ring Ringu. Kind of thing. Just the ring franchise, I'm just going to call it. Except for rings. We don't talk about that. That Mm-mm. movie was whack. Um, so, reading off my like, dialogue here, which I never do. The character uh, was based in the ring. The character was based on an ancient Japanese legend from the, 19- from the 1300s where a servant girl named... Oh, what's her name? Okiku. Okiku? How did you know that? Oh, you're right in front of Because I read it. Uh, didn't didn't requite the romance advances of a samurai named Aoyama. Yep. uh, And who was forced to become his slave anyway. So he was like, hey, do you want to go out? Mm, I don't know. No, I don't really like you. Doesn't matter. You're my slave anyway. Doesn't matter. Anyhow, the girl, uh, she committed suicide by throwing herself into a well. Now, that's the truth. That's not the urban legend. The urban legend is... And then she haunted him to the point of insanity. Yeah. So that's the only actual urban legend. So The the Ring, beautiful fucking movie. Mm. Like, 
I suppose it is just about a, a person that got... She didn't commit suicide, though, did she? In no, the she was, like, hurled down the well. But this is where, so, uh, again... Someone just falls down a well, and then... That's, so the only point of that story they've hung on to is point of insanity. Yeah. Really. Like, so they've modernised this folk tale into an urban legend because then it becomes that whole chain mail thing. You know, if you don't send this email to seven people, you're going to die. Yeah, so they've, like... Yeah, so they, they kind of use that. But then... Was that it? The 2002? Yeah, there was emails going around and shit, wasn't there? Yeah. But they kind of like bought it back with the VHS, yeah. which is fucking wicked. And the Ring film, mate, like the actual film, like the Ring video, like both versions, the Japanese one and the American one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the Chef Kiss, by the way. Chef Kiss, that was that. Chef Kiss. Um, and you get that whole thing with Japanese horror is like, you're not going to win. No, you're never going to win. I honestly, like, I feel like within the last couple of years, I've been thinking more and more because I've not seen as much Korean or Japanese horror as I really should because I was so ignorant to it. I'm like, nah. Did I open your uh, eyes to that, you reckon, a little bit? I don't know. I think just everything, like, just having to sort of just randomly, like, watch something. I'm like, oh, I found this thing. It was recommended like by someone. That was fantastic. So there's all these things that are appearing on my watch a, I list. I bet that's a urban legend, that film, eh? I think so. But all this stuff, I'm like, you know, I shouldn't be such an ignorant fan of horror when I'm but not willing to look. I don't watch Hammer films. I don't watch, like, like, like urban legend films. I just don't. I don't like. I, don't, I feel like I don't like anything that's not supernatural. Yeah. That's, that's I guess fair. that's why last week's just, just got over the cuff of me liking it with that ball grab. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel that I need to broaden my horizons. And, you know, there's so many fantastic films that are foreign and it doesn't have to be just Japanese or Korean. Like, Do you know what I want to watch that I've never watched? What? I want to watch the VHS series. I watched the I latest. they're based on urban legends as well. Yes, of course. And I haven't seen enough of them to warrant bringing it up. I think I watched them. the VHS 94 one, which was really good. And that's got like this hail. They're all good. They're, yeah. So, but they're like they're anthologies. They're aren't anthologies. They? See, anthologies. I mean, I mean, I do like them, but I just get into a thing and I just learn the characters, and then I have to learn. You have to learn like if there's three stories. You have to learn three sets of characters, yeah. and like, I don't like that part of films, like getting no. to know the characters. Well, look, maybe we can do as um, much as I like knowing the characters. Uh, it's a bit of the film where I understand you have to do it, yeah. but it's done. It's done. I'm like, thank God I know these characters now, and then making me do it two more times in like. Yeah. Well, why don't we do, say if we want to watch it, we'll do the first one, but we'll do it not as a spoiler cast, but as a splatter chatter. So we don't have to take... We can talk about each one of them yeah. as a little... We don't have to take like, you know, we take so many like... And notes. we don't use the term splatter chatter anymore, remember? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. As an episode. But we could do... Not a spoiler cast. relaxed fit, like this, this one, um, where we just discuss it casually rather than in depth. Mm, 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 mm. Mm, Anyhow, mm. so... I'm not really talking about the films that much. We all know what The Ring is. We all know what Blair Witch is, mm-hmm. I assume. Um, you should. I'll, maybe I will give you a little rundown on them, but yeah. But I love The Ring. Um, I don't know why I love it. I just loved it. It's pretty. It, it's pretty. I'm talking about also the, uh, the, Austra- uh, the Australian. The American. The American remake, because it's got Australian in it. Yes, Naomi Watts. Yeah. It's just so alluring when I was watching it the first time of just the shit that was happening to her. Like it didn't seem to make sense, but it was interesting. And when she coughs up the string mm-hmm. and then pulls that string out of her like, mouth and it's attached to a fucking one of those sticky nodes that, you know, that, um, yeah. And you're just like, 
How did that get in it? And the bit where she pulls the fly out of the footage, all that shit's mm-hmm. the best. Like, they're those little, like, moments that you're just like, and it just keeps giving you these moments throughout the whole thing. And and then it gives you the best payoff, and you can't fucking win. No. You're, you know, she goes through this intricate fucking, like, journey, working out the background of, um, what do they call it, Samara in the other one? Yeah, Samara. And, that, and like, amazing. We've got a book at work, um, which is a comedy manga, which is about... Uh, the girl from the ring, the Japanese one. What's her name? Sadoko. Whatever her name. Sadako. Sadako. And it's like about her living with someone in a, a post-apocalyptic. So there's no one left to do the VHS. Yeah, right. Is that a manga or? Yeah. And yeah, like, we saw heaps of them. It's so funny. It's just like, and people love it. It's just, it's just her and her heaps happy friend, girl, girlfriend living together post-apocalyptic. That sounds amazing. I can't remember what and it's called. I will never read it. It's got a name in it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, what's your next film? All right. So the next one is um, I'll kind of do it as a, like a double. Uh, so you've got um, Black Christmas from 1974 and When a Stranger Calls from 1979, which was also remade in like 2006, but we don't want to talk about that one. I was one when that came out. Ooh. Um, so this one is like, you know, you've got a, a, a killer. This is like the ultimate sort of babysitter cautionary tale so you're there it's it's dark it's a stormy night you're looking after the children the phone rings and you get that ominous like you know have like scary movies (laughs) yeah have you checked on the children and the babysitter goes and they checks on the children there's nothing wrong with the kids like it's totally fine like you know so she goes back down and then it's like you know phone rings again she's getting tormented by this person on the phone oh so it's not the parents asking if the kids are there no, it, huh. it is someone someone there and then, of course, like, you know, she's getting harassed to the point where she's got to call the cops and the cops get involved and they call her back, like, in a panic, like, the call is coming from inside the house. So there is literally, like, some kind of crazed maniac or someone in the house somewhere, like, in the attic. What was that in recently, the calls coming from inside the house? This is one of the screams, isn't it? Probably. Doesn't matter. It likes to get referenced in a lot of things. So uh, this concept was originally sort of done um, in 1974, Black Christmas, before they sort of did it in the 1979 When a Stranger Calls as well, um, which also stars uh, Carol Kane, who was in, I don't know if you ever watched the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. She's like the crazy like Russian landlord. Oh, she's in everything. Yeah, she's fucking fantastic. So this she is her. She in the other day I watched. Back in the day, while she's quite young, and she, I watched. Oh, she was in one of I think the horrors that we watched the other day when she was young, and she played like a. Oh no, she was in um Shaun of the Dead. She played the Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the Dead Don't Die. Oh, Dead Don't Die. Sorry, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I got those confused. I watched <laughs> them all in the. Uh, in a yeah, row. it all blends after a while. So yeah, th- so both of these films sort of come together to do that same kind of urban legend of you know, someone you're being terrorized in your home, and you think you know because phones are just one of those things where it's like, especially now with text messages and shit. But back then, you know, to find out that it's coming from inside your house and that you now need to, you're about to be terrorized. You're about to be murdered or the people that you're looking after are about to be murdered. So. I'd just be murdered. Cause my phone is on silent with murder vacations off. So I wouldn't get any of the murderous calls. <laughs> I just miss them. You know, I often wonder about that kind of concept because yeah, my phone goes on a do not disturb after a certain time. So I don't know. 
But also I've got really bad hearing. So sometimes I wonder like, am I being haunted? And I just don't know because I can't hear the anything. The ghosts just give up because they're like, yeah. fuck this bird. They're like behind me rattling chains and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't hear Fuck it. Fuck this. Let's get out of here and haunt someone with better hearing. Like they can't manifest into a visual haunting until they reach the part where I'm terrified by like um, audio. Sounds. Yeah. So it's just never going to happen. But yeah. So both of these films are really good. When a Stranger Calls, uh, 1979, I haven't watched it in quite a while, but I believe that the majority of the best part of this film happens in the first like 20 minutes. No, one of them. It's so, cold opening is the best part. Yeah. Cold opening is best part, and it's just like you know comes back to you know twenty years later. Um, but what was no. the other one you said? The same one that you said it was in the same ball part. Uh, Black Christmas, nineteen seventy four. Why is that in the same ball part? I, well, I don't know what that one is. The, it's the similar concept. So like a sorority house is terrorized by a stranger who's making calls and then starts murdering them off one a by one. A sorority house. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Is that the end of that? Yep. I'm going to my one next one. Which is, actually, I'm going to go to my last one because I'm going to end with the other one. Uh-huh. So, my next one is Candyman from 1992. We all know Candyman. Mm-hmm. There was a remake recently. And it's awesome. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked Candyman. I remember watching it at my friend uh, Mark Farquhar's house in 1993, Ooh. I believe. Um, at the time, we watched it in his big living room on his TV. Um, it's just a memory that I have that I wanted to throw, throw it at you. Yep. Um, so... This one, I, don't, I feel that, I mean, this is always like, you know, you know, it, this is like, is it well-known fact that this is an urban legend, Candyman? Um, or, I always thought it was an urban legend within the film, but it's not. I didn't know this until recently. Is uh, Candyman was adapted from a short story by none other, in 1985, by none other than my man, Clive Barker. Oh, yeah. In the Books of Blood series, which I own, so mm-hmm. I own this. I didn't even know I own this because I, I have the Books of Blood series, but I really just read them out of order and shit. Yeah. Like if I hear something, like there's one in there that I want. I read, I can't remember what it's called, but I read uh, I read up on it and it said, oh, this is the first appearance of, um, oh, fucking what's his name? It's always in the like, the Lord of Illusions and stuff like that. Uh, Harry Damar. Uh, yep. Whatever his name is, oh man, I forgot. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still sick. Yeah, <laughs> I've got that's a clouded right. head. Um, yeah. So who is the guy who's in like the Scarlet Gospels that yeah. fights Pinhead? Um, who's yeah? So he he crosses over his character, and that was the first reference. So I just go back and I read that one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I just read him out of order. I like the Yattering and Jack. It's one of my favourites. And I had a film out of it, I think, and I've never watched really? it. Really? Um, anyway, so it's based on his short story, which is not an urban legend. No. But he based his short story on an urban legend. Uh, <laughs> so the original legend of the Candyman mm-hmm. is about a ghost of an artist and a, and and his son and the son of a slave who was murdered in the late nineteenth century. Yeah, it's all I know. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of he Clive Barker probably read that story and went, oh, you know, be cool. What if like. Yeah. Which is like the concept of, that the film is based around is like the Candyman himself. He was, was he was a painter. He fell in love with a woman. Um, she was rich. They like her father didn't like the the romance, and he was basically taken out. They lopped off his hand, uh, covered him in honey. The bees came, killed him. Yeah, right. Do bees really attracted to honey? They make honey. They're attracted to flowers and yellow. 
yeah, yellow. Doesn't matter. Um, I haven't read The Forbidden. I'm wondering if he's actually called The Candyman in The Forbidden because then it's just basically an adaptation of a Clive Barker story, which I've never noticed his name on any any of the shit, especially on the latest one. I wouldn't yeah, notice. Yeah, no, they, they always put based on a story, blah, 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 by, by blah, blah, blah. But not um, like in the... No- it's not like Clive Barker's Candyman. Clive Barker Presents. Yeah. I hate um, Presents films so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is another one of those where it starts to become because the original book is set in England, whereas this uh, the film is set in Chicago. And then it becomes like the Cap- Caprini Green kind of thing where it's, you know, the, the whole Candyman. It's like Bloody Mary. You say the name in the mirror five times in the dark and then Bloody Mary three appears times? or five times. Candyman appears. I always thought that the, the amount was a lot. Yeah, I get bored. Like, you know, I've never summoned Bloody Mary because I can't stand in a mirror and be like, bloody, I'm bored. Let's go do something else. (laughs) I mean, Beetlejuice made sense because it's just three times. Yeah. You can accidentally say it three times like they do in the film. And they're like, Beetlejuice? What's Beetlejuice? You said it twice already. You know what I mean? Like fucking Beetlejuice. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, Candyman. And I only, as being a a layman, I'm not massively into Candyman. I watched the new one. I found it cool. Um, But I didn't know it was based on an urban legend or a novel mm. written, uh, a short story written by Clive Barker based on an urban legend. It's amazing. Like, you think of these all oh, these great people coming up with hot, new things and they're just stealing urban legends. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's 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 folklore. So it's something that everyone, it, it's common for some people. It's not common for everyone. And then they sort of make it their own. So the fact that, you know, I, I doubt in, you know, that the uh, the legend goes in the 19th century, they're like, oh, if you stand in a mirror and you say Candyman, blah, 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 that becomes, you know, that's just folklore. When we bring it into um, modern times and you're like, oh, if you do this, and then that becomes that spread by word of mouth. So then, you know, everyone at their sleepovers are like, oh, let's go summon Bloody Mary or Candyman, that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember like I think we've said this before, and like in the eighties when all this shit was happening, like my friends' parents, some of them were really into seances and that mm. shit, and like you know they swear black and blue that like cups flew across the room and smashed. And I, at that time, I was like, this is the same family where I first saw Evil Dead that I've mentioned. Like you know yep. they were irresponsible parents. They <laughs> were rich. They weren't bad people. They weren't like you know drug addicts or anything. But they were just rich and. You know, maybe Coke was involved. You know, those kind of people yeah. where they yep. just didn't have a moral responsibility towards their kids. And consequently, their kids were quite bad kids. Oh. Not bad as in like... Evil. Evil. They were just like, they were just left to their own devices a lot of the time while the parents went out and partied. And they sure. were like in year seven. Yeah. And like they were alone. Mm. And, and, you know, with an older brother looking after them who's as irresponsible you know what i mean yeah so yeah so i i always and as a kid i could like in year seven i could tell that their parents were like that and i yep. just like didn't believe them even back then i've been a skeptic forever yeah the only thing i believe like believed in that scared me was aliens because i in my mind at that time as a young person like it theoretically could be real because mm. i couldn't disprove it now i know that just because you can't disprove something doesn't mean it's real well yeah i like your skepticism yeah, it just I makes do. it easier. It's, I, I, I find horror fun. I don't need mm. it to be real. I, the last thing I want is any of this shit to be real. Well, th- that's the thing, and that's why a lot of people, um, especially a lot of people with mental health issues or anxieties, are drawn to horror films because it's something that is, I mean... Almost you, an explanation of why they're going through horrors in their own life. Yeah, you know, you can play something out 
without also, having also to actually them, experience it. Also it also makes them the main character in their stories, yeah. which is what justifies. <clears throat> so they say that um I think it's on that Ricky Gervais special that people who get like think they've been reincarnated, they're always reincarnated of a reincarnation of a famous person. Yeah. There's like and you say you go to those like groups where there's like, you know, people meet and there's always like three Napoleons. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, sure. So you're all reincarnations of one person that was just so happened to be fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you step back and look at those things, you're just like, yeah, nothing's real. <laughs> just believe what's around you. Like, you know, I can see my heater. I know my heater's real. I know it's real. It's quite warm. I love it. Very you know what I mean? Like, just believe what what you've researched and what you've lived. Don't read anyone, especially this day and age. Don't read anything. Oh like. God, no! I just I turn notifications. Well, off. You can't even believe like. I mean, I was going to say any more. You can't even believe, like, you know, news sources or anything like that. Half that shit. Half Most of people always, with this, like, you know, how people get into stuff so much these days, you know, research and stuff like that, makes me wonder how much, when I was younger, like, the, in the 80s, the news, of how much that was bullshit. Mm. That they were just going on about shit, you know, like, because there was no, like, you know, real... Well, there's nothing telling you no. There's no, like, greater... I mean, there is meant to be a greater source sort of policing what information is being released as yeah, truth Trump or destroyed lies. all that. Yeah, so I'll fucking get into this. Yeah, we're not political. <laughs> not at all. Mm-mm. So, yeah, Candyman. Yeah. With my other one, Urban Legend, written by a short... From a short story from Clive Barker called The Forbidden, the Forbidden in the Books of Blood series. I don't know which one it's in, whether it's in volume one or two. They're omnibuses now. Yeah, right. Cool. Uh, well, the next one on my list um, is I'm going to do Alligator just because we watched that recently and that's that's a super quick one to burn through because, you know, you we all know that urban legend. Um, it's generally a big old American one because... Because we don't have access to many alligators. Yeah. Well, yeah. The idea of, like, um, you know, you flush your pet alligator down the drain and it's then they're all giant and living in the sewers and, you know, wreaking havoc on your plumbing. Um, whereas this movie, you know, it, it does exactly that. So And they also learn Kung Fu, remember? They do learn Kung Fu. Because of how he fights everyone at the end of that film, basically with his tail. Like, <laughs> yeah, ta- he knows. He's been watching Fu. some Bruce Lee films. And he can, fun. like, destroy a car mm-hmm. with, with Kung Fu tail. So, yeah, I mean, we've done an episode on it, so I don't need to go too deep into it because you should just go listen to it. It is a great episode. urban legend. Like, that one, yeah. I, I've heard that one. Like, Everyone's heard that one. Flushing so, like, the alligator into it, comes back, grows massive. Yeah. Um, but that's it, really. Like, yes. as in, it, it, yeah. I assume that every animal you flush down the toilet well, somehow yeah, gets, like, well, megafauna mega size. Yeah, well, what else do you imagine? So I imagine there's a bunch of goldfish down there that are, like, fucking giant. And well, goldfish like grow around. to the size of their terrain. Yeah. So that's why you get those kois. The oh, koi. I love a koi. Like, those things are big motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And like, they get quite big. Um, yeah, we had a big goldfish when we were younger. It was, like, it was probably, I don't know how big that is, like, hmm. getting on, like, nearly 30 centimetres. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, the size of your hands? Yeah, it was in a really big tank we used to have at my parents' house until, my God, it's so fucking annoying cleaning fish tanks when you're a young person. Yes, it is. Um, so, yeah, Alligator, you know, it was it was a really fun film. You know, the alligator then escapes from the sewers and becomes a land-dwelling... Alligator. Alligator creating and causing havoc amongst the city. And then, you know, they'd have to track him back down in his lair. I like the idea that going down in the sewer just makes you huge. It's yes. like, there's always toxic waste down there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. There's always toxic waste in your sewers, so. Yeah, everyone I would imagine that. there would be a lot of big poos down there then. 
My thought of when everyone says sewers, my first thought always goes to the X-Files episode where they find, like, uh, the fluke worm man, whatever. Like, yep. Is that, was he in the sewers? There was something they find in the sewer. And I was like, oh, this is the coolest bit. Like, mm. And I'm like, the idea of, like, yeah, you could have gross shit living down there, but, like, the odds on it's not, it's not much different from living on the land. No. It's you know what I mean? It's only, like, dark. meters different. No, it's... it's- Quite like, different. It was in um, the VHS right. 94, the last one that I watched, they had a segment where it was like um, this news team had gone into the sewers and they were investigating um, homeless people living in the sewers because of, you know. Well, that, that's an urban legend, but it's also true. Yes, it is. I but, mean, but it's just a, just homeless people. It, like. Yeah. Um, but they go down there and they end up finding this, this cult, this like, Cult of people who, who like cults are idiots. Are surrounded and they're like hail Ratma, and it's basically Ratma? this giant kind of like. Is it a rat king? It is like a rat king, but it's like a humanized rat that is just sort of comes out of like the tunnels, and if you are the chosen one, it basically vomits up this acid onto you and melts your whole fucking face off. If you're the chosen, if one. you're chosen. You're chosen by Ratma to melt. And it's basically this this camera crew that get down there and they get this footage and they're like, what the fuck? But Ratma is slowly taking over the minds of these people. So they're coming out and like this lady on on TV. ESP as well? Kind of. I can't remember the segment in its entirety. But she's basically on TV and she's just like trying to talk about this segment and she's like, hail Ratma. So that's another great one. That sounds like that shit jumps the shark. Oh, damn. (laughs) you oh, got to wow. watch it. I do like Rat... Is a Rat King? Because we've looked at Rat Kings before. Now, mm-hmm. Rat Kings... Two things that I've always like... Two urban legends that I have believed in. Rat Kings mm-hmm. and Ball Lightning. Where, who was I talking... I was talking to someone about Ball Lightning the other day. Really? It wasn't me. But no. I... So... So, if you don't know what a Rat King is... A Rat King, supposedly, mm-hmm. is a bunch of rats mm-hmm. that... Because they're, they're so... There's so many rats in America. That they get, like, their tails connected yep. accidentally somehow. Yes. And then another one kind of gets its tail connected. And they turn into a ball of rats. Mm-hmm. And um, they keep getting tangled with each other. And they roll around. And they still just live as rats eating shit. And, like, and, and, like, and I was like, that sounds stupid. I looked it up. It's fucking real. Yeah. There's a rat king. I'm going to look one up right now. I bet I'm going to get the Ninja Turtles character. (laughs) (laughs) The Splinter. I love that. Rat King. Real? Let's have a look. Oh, my God. There's actual photos. Are you right? Oh, there's some. What are they really? (laughs) Rat King. Um, I don't know if they're real. I'm, 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 do you know what? Rat Kings. Myth. Oh, debunked. So what was an urban legend that I thought was real? I would have thought that they were real. This is just a website that says they're debunked. And this, who knows what, medium.com. Like, <laughs> the, you know, who knows how real they are mm-hmm. But anything. But, like, look it up for yourselves. Do a bit of that thing of the Rat King. Sometimes I just like to believe. Lightning. I like to believe that Rat King is real. I think Ball Lightning's real. Ball Lightning's got a Wikipedia post. Mm. Um... It's a film. An unexplained phenomenon describing a luminescent spherical object of various that varies from pea size to several meters in diameter through usually associated with though usually associated with thunderstorms. Is it real? Like 
it says, you know what I mean? Like, mm. so it's a ball of lightning, but it's like, they don't hurt you and they can pass through walls apparently. Mm. And you can feel heat off them, but like, as in static heat, like, or something like that. Oh my God. There is a lot about this shit. So, and I, I think ball lightning is what people originally mis- thought ghosts were and yes, shit like. orbs and stuff. Orbs just floating through the air, which is crazy because like, has anyone filmed one of these? You'd think in this day and age, if ball lightning was real, it'd be real easy. There is a, I mean, you got ball lightning on Wiki. The photo of it is a 1901 depiction of ball lightning drawing. Yep. <laughs> If there's any photos, wouldn't it be in the wiki? There's only drawings. Someone needs to get out there and capture some bowl lightning. Bowl lightning entering via the chimney, 1986. A, a bloody, looks like a uh, just a drawing, a sketch drawing. All the accounts, like, don't get me wrong, I should have researched this, but I only just thought of it. That's fine. Uh, bowl lightning. They love. Bowl lightning and rat kings, two urban legends. Debunked right here on Terry. That's not debunked. One was... <laughs> Um, I'm actually disappointed. I thought like the, the idea of a rat king could no, be real. See, I, I, yeah, no, I'm going to say that it's real because those fucking rats, they get all over each other. They do ball up. They're like the zombies in fucking World War Z. They just keep climbing on top of each other. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to say that I'm a rat king believer doing it. Dan, what's your next film? Here's the, the Daily Mail has a thing. Oh yeah. The fucking Daily Mail. <laughs> Quality journalism right there. Here's a video of one. Then it exists because the Daily Mail can't be wrong. But no, there's someone filmed a Rat King. Fucking glorious. It might just be they're, they're nailed to the floor because they're not moving around much, but who knows? Who knows indeed? Anyway, that, this is not what we're talking about. And yeah. I'm, uh, is it my shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to do my last one, last one, which is my long one, which is Slender Man, the film, 2018. So don't a... worry about the film. No, you haven't seen the film. Worry about everything around this fucking it's a hot film. Fucking garbage of a film. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're not talking about the film here. We're talking <laughs> on about... a horror film podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the f- you know what? I didn't watch it. That's fine. I have to admit because I always just heard so much garbage about it. I, I was... watched it once, and it was the worst fucking film. So Slender Man is an urban legend, mm-hmm. but it's not. Mm-hmm. It was created. Like, very well. So, Slender Man was created on June 10th, 2009. We know the date he was created. On a thread from a website called Something Awful. Awful, do you know those guys? Yes. They got a lot of, like, the raddest shit comes from these dudes. Um, the thread was a Photoshop contest and where the, the, the people were, like, challenged to create paranormal images from photos. Mm-hmm. It was a competition. Yeah. No one was ever saying it was real. Um, and then forum poster Eric Kudson under the name uh, uh, Victor Surge, because he thought that must have sounded fucking cute. Um, he contributed two black and white images of a group of children uh, that were playing, and he had added in the background a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit in the background. We've seen these. Like, um, you, yeah. you will post these through the week, yes, probably. Yes, of course. Because like, this is like... So that no, no, at, at no point, this just shows that people need to make things real. Yeah. Was that ever, I think? Um yeah, yeah. So that's all it was. Like, describe. Yeah. And then, but usually within this competition, people just uploaded the photos. But he went one step further and he he submitted, like, supposedly uh, text of, like, witnesses that had seen this guy and uh, the abductions and papers and 
all this evidence that he was real. And uh, in the character, the kids had named him Slender Man. Mm-hmm. And from there, that's all the internet needed. That's yeah. all they needed. To and this cr- is like one of the very, I mean, I don't want to say it is the first, but it's definitely one of the first of the social viral kind of urban legend. Yeah. Or, or something awful is created the, the forum, the subsection of creepypasta. Yep. That's where creepypasta is from. These mm. guys, like these are the, the dudes. If you don't know what a creepypasta is, it's an urban legend that exists on the internet. Um, but they're all made like no one's ever saying they're real. It's just they know the internet will ride with this yeah, shit. Yeah, the internet will just literally run with anything. And like people, like those those girls that tried to kill their friend because Slenderman oh, told them yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slenderman. So they, uh, they, they stabbed... I'm going my memory here. Two girls took it too far. They stabbed another girl up and then tried to yeah, say that yeah. Slenderman spoke to them. And, and I, um, um, yeah, that's taking it too far. But then from Creepypasta, we obviously bring in yeah, that. That flows straight into the best thing on the internet, which is SCP. Yo, you love So SCPs, SCPs originally came from Creepypasta. Mm-hmm. It was just some entries, but there's so many entries of the SCP came into it that they had to like make their own website for it. Now there are over 6,000 SCPs. There's so many. Patrick Roberts and I were discussing them at the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair the other week. Um, He has sent me some links to some of his favourite ones, which I will watch when I have a spare moment. Oh, watch? Yeah. So not even just the the dialogue ones. Nope, they're on YouTube. For those who don't know what SCP stands for, it's Secure, um, Secure, Contain, Protect. Yeah. And it is a government organisation, supposedly, that basically collects these uh, paranormal uh, ab- uh, abnormality. No, what's the word? Um, paranormal things and yeah. documents them. They secure, they contain, and they protect them, the public, from these things. Yes. Uh, so the SCP website is written up as the reports from this organisation, and it's so well done. Oh, there's yeah. redacted shit in there. There is like, you know... And there's 6,000. It's all public. It's all free. So you can create your own SCP. You can chuck one up. You can do everything you want. And But the best ones get remembered. So Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe even Slenderman might be like, he might be part of that now, obviously. Quite possibly. But from SCPs, there has been multiple video games. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, the SCP games. And and some of them are like games based on the SCP uh, facility. Some of them are just based on one of the stories and stuff. There's like the one that, uh, and they're always rad. So they're always because like the government needs to test them and to yeah. see what's happening. So there's always like, this, and usually the reports are like, you know, you know, man went into. There's one. There's one about a staircase. It goes, yes. keeps going down and down and down and down. And it's about the guy's report as he's reporting back of what's happening at like what levels he's at and shit like that. And and there's a game of that, like where yeah. you just keep going down and stuff. And then, like, I mean, some of the biggest games in the world, like Control, um, that is fucking like, game yeah. of the year and shit. Like one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Uh, Control is, and the dude who makes it just blatantly says it is based on the SCP. Control is the SCP. Yeah, they they deal with altered objects. They call them in there and stuff like that. These are all just SCPs. Yeah, you can read the SCPs in fucking Control and shit like that. So I love this shit. It is. Using once again, I, I I've, I've I've got this thing of a love of using the internet for good, yes, uh, for fun. Yeah. I think like action button it does that. I think uh, uh, eye patch wolf does it. I think that creepy pasta and SCP does it. I think ARGs do it. 
Mm. They those augmented reality games. If you don't know what they are, they are the deepest of this shit. They are the next level of SCP. These are games that are put in the internet and the world mm-hmm. um, where you you someone you you create these clues that like are so fucking thinly veined together, but fucking people find them. Yeah, they do. They uh, go real nuts for it. So and that so the game is trying to find the endpoint of the game basically or the creator of the game. Of the ARG, the augmented reality game. So I'm trying to think of examples that are mainstream. I can't actually think of one, can you? No. Uh, if Liz was here, she'd be able to list off a bunch. I know a bunch of them. There's mm. like, like, there's the the fucking Dream Survey, the ones and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, some of them are even like not even games. Some mm. of them they end up just being fucking weird. Cult. A lot of them end up in cults. Yeah. Like, so you might be oh, doing an cult. ARG, but in the end, it's just a weird cult. The Dream Survey was a cult one, a, a, a doomsday cult yep. who believed in the end of the world. And they thought like people were telling them through, people were getting information through their dreams. And so they were like, they wanted people to record their dreams. And you'd ring a number and get into it. Look up. Mm-hmm. If you're, uh, Nick Crowley. Yes. Website guy. He does he, a fantastic he, one. he does investigations into all the ARGs and urban legends and para, uh, what are they called? Um. Conspiracy theories and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. A lot of ARGs, I think, turning conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, it's the unfortunate part of it. Like, but yeah, look up ARG. It's such a, it's such a, a rabbit hole. The mm-hmm. SCP, Creepy Parker, and ARGs are rabbit holes. Yeah. They are, they, they are, are literal time sucks. They are not real. Nothing in them is real. No. That's what you have to remember. You, the rabbit hole is just, it's just the fun. knowledge of you, the fun of it, like, it basically turns into an ARG because you go down the rabbit hole of finding out like hmm. everything about it. But like, this is what I like about them as well, because as you're going into it and it could, you know, it could be something that just sparks a little bit of creativity for you. So like, I know that if I'm in a bit of a slump creatively, I'll go and look into other things and even just reading like a couple of SCPs or just doing a thing, it like sparks something. It's like, oh, this is a really good concept, but what if, and then you can build on that. So it's not. So again, this is like exactly what Clive Barker did with this this urban legend. Like he's he read that, he came up with an idea, he ran with it. My favorite of uh, SCP is the chair. Mm-hmm. There's a chair that like he's 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 passive. Yep. He's not aggressive. He uh he's a chair that if you're not looking at him, and you go to sit down and there's no chair there, he appears behind you. Oh, that's nice. So you nice. sit, but then so they like found this chair. And they contained it and that. But then he got, I think it was a chair. He got mulched. He got split. He got mulched up accidentally. And now he, um, I can't remember the exact uh, things. He, now uh, he's got, he turned into an aggressive SCP because he got mulched. And now I can't remember the reason why he does it, but like he will appear in your stomach and throat as mulch and sawdust and kill you. Instead of behind you as a chair, because like, sure, and so you die from like choking. Um, oh, damn, that's just yeah. And there's all these, like, you know, you can look him up. I can't remember every SCP is numbered as well. So, yes. like, so a lot of the games are just numbers, and then you'll be like, you realize that's the SCP number, and yeah. I, oh, it's great. It's such a little beautiful rabbit hole. And in my opinion, so this, I'm reason I got into this. This is the new urban legend, yeah. This is definitely the new urban legend, like, yeah. because. No one believes anything just said anymore. No. Like, so, but people read it. And SCPs 
and uh, ARGs and creepypastas give you visual proof mm. that these things are real. But that's what I like about life. it as well. Like all these people that sort of, you know, as soon as, say, as soon as like, um, you know, it's hit a mainstream when you've got someone that you work with who's not really into horror or, you know, family member that say, oh, have you heard about this thing? So you, then you know this is now an urban legend that Breached. has spread. Like it's spread because you've got like the, what's the elevator one? Um, the elevator game. So there is a possibility that you can hit and reach another dimension if you play the elevator game at a particular time of night. Um, and Wait, I, I don't know what this one is. So you, any elevator? So you've got to be in a specific um, height stories. Yeah, yeah. So you, so just, you, go you couldn't to do it in floors. my books. Yeah. So you've got to go to a certain floors in a certain sequence at a certain time. And someone at some point is going to get on. You cannot look at them. You cannot interact with them. And then the next floor you go to, you get off. And then you are in, in another dimension. But then getting back, you have to do it a particular way. Otherwise, you are going to get stuck there. Why would you ever want to go there then? Because people like to play elevator games and it's something fun and creepy that people on the internet can read and True, do. true, true. Yeah, and I then like... you've also got the back rooms. Oh, back rooms. Oh, Fucking yeah, why don't we talk about the back rooms? Mm-hmm. So the back rooms was originally, I'm just going to throw my head, this was just a Reddit post. Yeah. Of, uh, it was just about uh, uh, liminal spaces. Mm. Bases. It was, a, it was a Reddit thread about liminal space. I couldn't remember the word liminal space. Liminal space is just the spaces in between. Yeah. Spaces. Like basically a thoroughfare or a, a back room of yep. a, you know, kind of stuff like that. Um, yeah. And someone just put a, put a photo up of this back room and it just went from yeah, there. Yeah, went crazy. And there's a guy, I can't remember what his name is, uh, what his YouTube name is. He's done videos and they oh, are so good. Oh, they're the ones where they add like the VHS ones. It looks like a very old. No. Old, no. Because Nick Crowley does a whole big one on it. If you want to check it out, yes. Nick Crowley's website. Uh, YouTube, he does a just a special on the back rooms, and he goes through. That's the only one where he actually says it's real. Yep. Like he 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 does the video as yep. it being real just for fun. But yeah, and he goes through the layers of the back rooms, and he just compiled all the information everyone's ever said about them, and made it into this one narrative of just like what each level is, how to get to the levels, and how to how you die on them, and stuff like that. It's a real yep. good one. But it is just a, it was all spawned from one photo. Yeah. Just a photo. And it's funny. And it, again, it's how people run with something and then it just becomes viral. But, you know, we could do a whole episode on fucking creepy pastas and SCPs. But. Well, you can, but it's, it'll just be reading them out. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Mm. I think our listeners would be okay with that. Maybe. Because they, you know, they're not all going to go do it. But if we'd be like, okay, it's SCP. First weekend of the month, we're doing an SCP. So in the end, I, this started off as bad. Urban Legends, and I wasn't really interested in it. It, it slowly, dev- uh, not devolved, evolved. But now you're super fucking interested. Well, I'm not interested in the original kind of Urban Legends, but the idea of the fact that ARGs, Creepypasta, and SCPs wouldn't have been a ra- uh, the modern-day Urban Legend. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, it's just gone into those days. Our world has changed. Yeah. How people work, how people think has changed. So I guess just the old word of mouth wasn't enough. The old urban mouth wasn't enough. No. Keith Urban legend. No. So now it just moves and it grows and we reach people a lot quicker, and which is great because then it means that it, instead of becoming like a, like a, an urban legend, which is set within your local community, it's like a like a global legend. 
Mm. You know, because people can interact and then, you know, this it spreads and it, you know. Like the ring. Like the VHS in the ring is definitely an SCP. Yeah. Like it's a, oh, it's an sure. object. Yeah. A lot of them revolve around objects kind mm. of thing. It's an object that like, you know, if, you know, you don't, you watch it and if you don't record it and give it to someone else in seven days, you die. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a, a beautiful, there's like one, uh, there's one in the, in control where you have to view a fridge. It has to be viewed. Okay. All the time. So someone they have to take shifts in watching the fridge. Why? Because I think if like if you look away, you die. Like it just kills whoever's who's not whoever's not looking at it dies. So if you can imagine how many people aren't looking at it. So you like so there's a dude like you're leaving your shift like just but, nothing but your eyes on it. You're trying to like back out well, that of was, a room well, and that's close what the controls door. about in the fact that it all goes haywire and there's a dude trapped down there who's been watching it for like a couple of days and he can't sleep. He's like, please, I can't, I have to keep watching. Help me. Like, and it's just like the idea of it, like just going over your mind that like, if you're left there, like you can't not look at it. Like if no one comes to take over your shift, you just can't do anything. Oh man. Just shit like that. I love that. Oh man. That brings me joy. Um, All right. Well, we're running, we're going a bit far. Yeah, we're we're out of time. We're off on a tangent. So I'm just going to list off the next couple of films that I had. You know, you've got Trick or Treat, 2007 anthology film, and it's got, you know, the the candy, the razor blades in the candy, you know, the the poisonous candy. The Magic Mountain uh, razor blades on the water, yes. uh, on the water slide. Oh, that takes me. Put back. on with bar, uh, gum. That yep. was a massive one when I was younger. That yep. people put razor blades on the water slide at Magic Mountain. Same. I miss Magic Mountain. Um, you've got the burning, which then enters into a whole other subgenre of like camp horror. So you've definitely got the the campfire tales, where you sit around a campfire and you tell all the spooky tales. There's like uh, Bill Murray does a sequence in I think Meatballs. He tells the tale of the hook. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is the standard, you know, the lovers are out having a canoodle and there's like someone scratching at the door kind of thing. Um, and then, of course, uh, I've got to mention, I know what you did last summer. Again, The Hook. I've mentioned it heaps already. Yeah, yeah. you have. Um, so a couple kind of, of so boring. Sorry. It's a dude in a raincoat. Yeah. Um, so Antrim is going on the watch list. Hang on. I know what you did last summer, but it was raining. It can rain in summer. Not like not worthy of wearing a raincoat. I don't know. I don't know the fucking weather. Um, so yeah, instead of doing some honourable mentions, I'm doing some uh, the watch list. So there's a couple of films that are going on my watch list because as I was looking up urban legend films, um, so one of them is The Hitcher from 1974, and this is like the standard you know, picking up that hitchhiker kind of thing that I was talking about at the very beginning of the episode. This is the film I always got confused with, uh, The Hidden. Yeah, okay. I, so can I always see. think The Hitcher and The Hidden are the same film. Yep. No, yeah. So, I can which is why see. I've only ever seen one because I thought it was the same film. <laughs> All right. Um, so another one is Teki uh, It's 2009 from Japan. And this is this is cool. So the torso of a female... Uh, the upper torso of a female claws her way around Japan, searching for her lower half. The person's lower half was severed in a train accident in Hokkaido. So anyone that hears of this story will see Tekiteki's lower half walking aimlessly around the countryside, and then within three days, you die. The old within, within like the ring, and then the time limit. The last one that I'll mention because it's a pair of legs. It, yeah, 
whatever. I can take on a pair of legs. Um, so the last one on the list that I've added is Antrim. It's a 2018 film. This is one of those cursed films. Um, they call it the deadliest film ever made. So Cursed film. Yeah. The so, whole, like, so, it's almost like you're just trying real hard to make it an urban legend. Like, you know. Yeah. So viewers are warned to proceed with caution. It is said to be a story about a young boy and a girl who enter the forest in an attempt to save the soul of their recently deceased pet. They journey to the Antrim, the very spot the devil landed after being cast out of heaven. There the children begin to But he wasn't the devil at that hell. time. He was just the fallen. He was Morningstar. He was yeah. still an angel. Yes, he was still Morningstar. So that's where he plonked down. So the concept, um, this is like a film that if you watch this film, you die. Hmm. It's one I'm of not those gonna films. watch that then. So <laughs> kind of reverse marketing there. It kind of is, isn't it? Um, um and yeah. that's it. So we'll just... We'll, we'll, I mean, we could keep going. We probably could, but... I don't want to, though. We got shit to do. We got shit to do. All right, so, yeah, that's the end. Oh, you... Uh, I just want to take a moment as well to thank all of our listeners. Uh, people over the past fortnight have been, like, you know, interacting with us. Uh, you know, the comic thoughts. We love the comic thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts. Yeah. Uh, check out that. If you're into comic books, there's an Adelaide podcast. Uh, we got... Cripsy. Connor, uh, Connor, Cripsy, and... Uh, Ashraf, they do that kind of thing. So if you're into comic books, so they're into like the traditional comic book collecting kind of scene, like, you know, the Spider-Mans and the, mm-hmm. the Venoms and, you know, the, the issues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stuff I don't really know much about. They're very passionate. They're very passionate. They love it. And mm. good dudes. I mean, you know, I hang out with Crypsy all the time and skate. Uh, I want to do another Adelaide Comic Toy Fair shout out. Uh, Brett and his, uh, Brett and his wife. Sarah. Sarah. I knew her name. I just didn't know whether I should say her name or uh, they do a massively good, yeah, good job. They, 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 they work, work real hard. That thing is getting bigger and bigger and it bigger. It is. It was and such now, a good time. We had a great time. And now without like a lot of cons in Adelaide, it's just become the nerd haven. We have a lot of younger people this time around that yeah. usually would be con people. They're like, oh, I might check this out. And they have yeah. a great time. I had a kid talking to me about Fear Street a bunch of times. Fear Street. Yeah. Uh, the Print Parlor. We love you guys. You print our shirts. If you want stuff printed in Adelaide, I recommend them. They do really good traditional printing mm-hmm. uh with well, it's not traditional as in it's not hand it's not hand uh no. done but like it's a big machine that still does it and it looks really good uh check them out if you need some printing done some screen printing t-shirts and then we get the uh, supporters who all bought t-shirts we get karen and i we get adam gillespie we get nevernoose we get dion cracknell we got dave kudrev we got emma duran we got patrick roberts all you guys always always ready to do a comment and we yeah. love it and, and there's other people as well they're just like just a few. The ones that tell us they're our top fans. <laughs> That's Facebook tells me they're our top fans. And we get that in Instagram. We have an Instagram. We have a um I was thinking about bringing we've got a we've got a YouTube as well, but it's 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 dormant. Mm. And it just has the episodes on it with no you know, with mm. no visuals. But I was thinking about doing maybe some some videos about shit. And I thought about do I really wanna Honestly, I had a thought about it the other day, because like part but, of the reason we didn't do videos is because I'm quite a self-conscious person. Um, but also, I'm getting older and I just kind of really don't give a shit. Well, you know, you can make videos and not have your face on it. There's it's, plenty of YouTubers where they just write a script, they say it, yeah. and then they... It's true. But so, for instance, on the weeks that we take off for sickness or anything, um, I could do uh, what I've been watching because I tend to watch well, we a lot of stuff. we hope not have many more weeks of sickness, but yeah. No, no, no. no it's just always... Sometimes up. shit pops up and then we have a couple of weeks off and, you know, we could always think about talking about doing it yeah so so check us out on our uh, socials and stuff like that we've got like you know you can search us on instagram search us on facebook yeah. we've got it we've got an email i assume don't email us 
Because yeah. I forget to check it. Yeah, no, it's not worth it. We just use it to sign up for other things. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for listening. And it's been great. And we will see you guys next time. And remember, be kind. Rewind. Rewind.